Hi, I'm Matilda. Hi, I'm Krishna, and this is on the same page. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of On the Same Page. I'm Krishna slash at completely novel underscore, and I'm Matilda at tales and cups of tea and this week we are discussing reading slums on a happy note what are you reading this week i am finally finished with dog days (laughs) and i really enjoyed it and i still haven't posted a review of it but i did really enjoy it despite the fact it took me like a month and a half to read like that was nothing against the actual quality of the book it was just it was it was just a reading slump and I'm kind of still in one now I don't know but I'm currently reading the third book in the Red Queen series which is King's Cage what is the Red Queen series um it's like a YA dystopian kind of vibe the basic plot premise is like the society is divided into people with red blood and people with silver blood. People with silver blood are like the elite and they have like special powers. Like, so like some of them can control fire or water or like stuff like that, teleport and things like that. And the red people are like the peasants and they don't have abilities. You kind of get onto like rebellion and all of that kind of thing. I really like it though. I read the first three books when I was younger, and then about like a year ago, probably now, I realised that there was a fourth book released, like a fourth and final book. That's always a nice feeling. That I never knew existed, and I was like, oh my god, I need to reread that series <laughs> so I can read the last book for the first time. And I've been trying to reread the whole series for like seven months now because I just keep like dipping in and out of it. But I'm nearly finished with the third book now. And then I can eventually go into the fourth one, which will be a new one, a new story. And I'm excited. It is a really good series. I would recommend it. But there's so many kind of similar things out there now. Yeah, because that's what puts me off dystopian novels, because they're all just so samey. Like in yeah. Divergent and The Hunger Games, they were like the first of their kind. But since then, so many different versions of that same general idea has come out and it just put me off them because I really liked The Hunger Games and I really liked Divergent but I don't think I want to read something that's similar again. Yeah I completely see what you mean and I do I do kind of yeah feel the same. Yeah because it kind of it kind of reminded me of A Darker Shade of Magic kind of. That's what I need to read after I finish King's Cage I need to read A Darker Shade of Magic for book club question mark <laughs> i need to read that yeah before we do our chat with all the other lovely books around us um but what are you reading at the moment so i finally finished station 11 this morning it took me like two weeks to read it it was okay i feel like maybe i wasn't in the right mindset to read it because everyone kept saying it was amazing but i kind of i didn't love it i just didn't get it i don't know much about it yeah, that's what I mean. I saw it all over Bookstagram and then I got to it like really late. Um, and then I had such high hopes for it. But then it was two stories which I didn't really get why they interconnected. But I think, like you, I'm in like half reading something where I'm like, I want to read and I'm enjoying what I'm reading. But it's just taking me so long to actually finish it. So yes, I finished that this morning. And then, I haven't started this yet. 
but I'm about to start the sanatorium, which I've wanted to read since it came out, and I'm very excited. I've seen that everywhere. It looks, I don't know why, the, the cover just really, like, draws me in. Is it still only £5? I really hope so. If it is, then you should definitely get it. I'm going to check this now. I was literally, I'm just doing the same thing. It is only £5. Oh, and it's For a hardback. Hardback. Like, look at it, it's a fat book. Oh my god. Oh, this right. This is really embarrassing. But as of today, my um my boyfriend is controlling my finances because I'm so irresponsible. <laughs> like we were out in town, we went to get some ice cream, and I sort of said something about, "Oh, I want to buy that," and one of my other friends was like, "Stop it! You have no money," because I am so bad when it comes to like impulsive spending. And someone was like, "Okay, no, yeah, he gets to decide what what you can and can't buy now." So I said. I was like, am I allowed to buy this? He was like, nope, you've got no money. <laughs> Tell him it's it's for a buddy read. Yeah, he's going to be very disappointed in me for buying a book. Whoopsies. Are you going to get it? I'm really tempted. It's £5. Hardbacks don't come out of like, £5 very often at all. I would normally say no. I have said no till you have no money, but it's £5. I know. Oh, okay. I probably will get it. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. It just looks really good. It's like a thrillery type thing, isn't it? Wait, let me get the thing in case people want to hear what it's about. Okay. So, everyone's in danger. Anyone could be next. An imposing, isolated hotel up in the Swiss Alps is the last place Ellen Warner wants to be. But she's taken time off from her job as a as a detective. So when she receives an invitation out of the blue to celebrate her estranged brother's recent engagement, she has no choice but to accept. Arriving in the midst of a threatening storm, Ellen immediately feels on edge. Though it's beautiful, something about the hotel, recently converted from an abandoned sanatorium, makes her nervous, as does her brother Isaac. And when they wake the next morning to discover that his fiancée Law has vanished without a trace, Ellen's unease grows. With the storm cutting off access to and from the hotel, the longer Law stays missing, the more the remaining guests start to panic. But no one yet has realised that another woman has gone missing, and she is the only one who could have warned them just how much danger they are all in. I love it. Reading slumps. Reading slumps just aren't fun at all. Everyone gets them, Mm. but I feel like especially like on bookstagram it's not a taboo but like if you're in a reading slump then a lot of people just stop paying attention to your account because you're just not posting yeah and it's really annoying yeah and it is really difficult and I feel for sure that kind of reading slumps and like bookstagram slumps almost they come hand in hand and a lot of people I know especially since we've like come out or are coming out of the pandemic or have in previous lockdowns as we start to come out of the lockdown, a lot of people will say, you know, I'm not having the time to read at the moment or I'm not having the time to post. Personally, I'd, like, I'd never unfollow someone for not posting. But I feel like people really panic that by not posting, like they're going to lose all this engagement. And, and it is really difficult, especially when you've made friends on Bookstagram and you go off it for quite a while, then you kind of lose that friendship a bit if you're not talking. If that's the only way you talk like, is through Instagram DMs then you kind of lose that friendship a bit and it's quite sad. But yeah, in general, reading slumps and just like not having the motivation to read is really sad because 
it's something we all do we all do for fun and we do it to enjoy it and so when it becomes something that's like not so enjoyable it's really gutting and I want to say because a lot of people who are on bookstagram are like students and like most of them are students but there are also loads of people who mm-hmm. have jobs so obviously reading isn't going to be the first thing that they do like if you've got exams or you've got deadlines or you've just got work deadlines you're not going to be reading instead of doing this because I remember when I first made my account my engagement was fine it was all right then I stopped posting for like three days and then after that my engagement had just gone down and this was like seven months ago and I don't know whether that's down to the Instagram algorithm but the Instagram algorithm also gets so messed up if you just don't post for a few days and then you're just constantly like your constant your engagement is constantly down and I know it's not all about engagement but at the same time it's quite disheartening when you're like I know I made this for fun but also it's nice to know that people are like paying attention to what I'm doing yeah it is exactly the case you think like oh I shouldn't be focused on like the numbers and everything like that but when you're like putting effort into into a nice picture or you've spent a lot of time on a review and then it's just kind of sad if it doesn't get the engagement especially if you're really proud of the photo that you took to post yeah and then it's like oh I really like this photo but does nobody else like it and then I kind of I go through periods where I'm like I don't know how to be creative with these photos like I don't know what to do to make these photos better creating great content regularly the key and that's just really difficult when you've gone back to uni or you've gone back to work and everything like I know because I'm back at uni now um I came back last weekend and I know that especially because obviously Easter term is exam term um and just because I don't tend to have a lot of free time at uni um to read for fun and just read to relax so I know that I'm going to have a massive dip in how much I post and how much I read and that's just really sad to me because I know that I'm going to like lose some of the progress I've made over the past couple of months and it does kind of kind of sucks (laughs) and that's one of like I guess the pressures of bookstagram is having to to keep making content um, and it's not that it's something we don't enjoy, otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. But like, not to feel like a job as opposed to something that you're doing for fun. I mean, I can't think of any sort of bookstagrammer who hasn't sort of posted on their stories or something like that, or posted in general discussing this idea of there is there is a pressure, and it is hard when you're in a reading slump, and because there is this pressure to to be posting. Um, and I think I know I know everyone feels it and feels that, you know, there's a lot of people that will go on a week or so break um, just to sort of rejuvenate themselves and their content and everything like that. I've never felt like I needed to like take a break. I kind of just do it accidentally. Like I'll look at my Instagram and suddenly go, oh, God, I haven't posted for like two weeks. Whoops. Like <laughs> it's not it's not that I consciously take a break. It's just I think it does really go in like peaks and troughs for me. Like I'm a lot more productive on Bookstagram in the in the uni holidays when I'm at home and I've got less things to do um than I am when I'm at uni and that's I've kind of just had to accept that now because I know what you mean because I moved back here on Sunday so I also moved back to uni on Sunday um term doesn't even start till next week and I've still only managed to read maybe like 20 30 pages every day which is so much less than I normally read so the question is if you've had a reading slot before, how do you normally get out of them? Normally, I will pick up 
um, like a thriller or like an easy kind of murder mystery, not easy murder mystery, but like, like a murder mystery or something like that, that I know I can read quickly um, and will be like really engaging. Mm. And then I kind of feel more motivation to go. But what about you? I'm similar, except that it's not specific to thrillers. It's just if I have like a book that's short that I've been meaning to read for a while, but it's short and I know I'll read it quickly, then I pick that up. Or I go back to a book that I know I previously enjoyed. Oh, okay. And read that again. What's the most recent book that you've but, like, you've sort of reread to get yourself out of a slump? Or what do you have one that you go to every time, or is it different? It varies, but I feel like it's probably more often than not a Little Princess, or I watch the Little Princess movie or something like that because I love the movie and I love the book. So I'll like go back to that and try and read that. I think we were talking last week about, um, you know, bookshops were open again and we all went and got some book hauls, basically. And I got um, four books that I'm really excited to read. But then I was like, no, I can't read them yet, though, because I have to finish something else I'm reading. And I feel like that's an issue sometimes as well. Like, that's why I get into a slump, because I think I've got to finish this one before I can read another one. Otherwise, I end up in a situation where I have ended up in, which is like nine books all at the same time. to chat about something quickly and I've just found out that Krishna is not my age <laughs> I, I can't believe you I that. assumed we were both 19 I'm old you are old <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious that's ridiculous I swear you I did mean... not know that I definitely thought you were 19 <laughs> oh you should have just continued letting me think you were 19 you've been young in my eyes no, now you're old. Now you're an old lady. I'm fine with that. I, can, <laughs> I mean, clearly I can post the time. I'm okay with that. Oh, that's so funny. Our discussion of how old you are is totally messed up the flow of what we were talking about, but that's really shocked me. So, yeah, that was reading slumps. We're both kind of in one. Yeah, we have concluded that they suck. <laughs> they do. They, they make you feel so pressured. And then demotivated, and it just doesn't work well together. No, and it's just, it is just, it's just sad. I don't like them. Telephone, a this or that bookstagram <laughs> tag. Yeah, it is a this or that bookish challenge. I just thought it'd be a bit fun because we've had a bit of a, we've had our serious chat about the pressures of bookstagram and the horribleness. That's not a word. <laughs> the unpleasantness no is that a word <laughs> i think unpleasantness is a word yeah of reading slumps and now we're going to do a little little tag so this or that main character male or female oh i think male only because it's not like you don't get a male at least in the books i read the main character is not often male and so it's quite nice to see that perspective. I think that as well. I think think generally I don't really have a bias as to like which perspective I prefer to read, but I would like to read more male because I feel like, I don't know whether it's to say, oh, I've got a subconscious bias in that I'd pick more female main character ones. I don't think I do. I think there's just more of them on the market. Yeah. I also think because we're both female, it's not like it's a kind of new perspective to see. 
like I mean it's different but it's not unexpected yeah definitely and I do like I like reading from other people's perspectives definitely I think that's one of the best bits about books is entering a new world and like seeing seeing the world from someone else's eyes I think that's one of the best things about books overall I think I don't have a bias but I would like to read more mail okay first person or third person point of view oh this is easy first person first person I like because I think you can see more character development and also it's just easier to get immersed into a book if it's like I am doing this instead of insert name is doing this (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know which one I prefer though you have to choose it's difficult because the third person you get more point of views but the first person you get like a more in-depth singular one I think I've actually got to say third person oh controversial I think it's just because yeah I like to hear what other people are doing and thinking and I guess you get more of that from a less self-centered point of view with with third person I'm not very I'm not very confident in that in that opinion (laughs) night reading or morning reading oh I think I would have to say night because I read at night more often than I read in the morning like I go through phases I mean I'll always read at night but I'll go through phases where I'll pick up a book when I wake up and then other times I'll go on my phone so I'd say nighttime reading because I always read before I go to sleep regardless of what time it is oh I love that I wish I could be like that (laughs) I get too distracted and then it's like four o'clock in the morning and I'm still on TikTok I think I've got time to read um yeah but I agree I agree night nighttime reading mostly because I'm not normally awake before midday (laughs) (laughs) what time did you wake up today what time did I wake up today I actually woke up quite early today or quite early by the time I got out of bed it was about half 11 (laughs) (laughs) I'd laid in bed for like an hour and a half I think which was horrendous that's fine okay books that make you laugh or books that make you cry Oh, it's a really difficult one, okay, because I love a book that makes me laugh and actually laugh out loud. I love that so much. But also, I don't believe I have ever cried at a book and I want to find a book that makes me physically cry. I want that. I want that feeling. (laughs) So I'm going to go for a book that makes me cry just because I want to experience it. Um, Read They Both Die at the End. Maybe you'll cry at that. Oh, I'm, list- I'm still listening to that on audiobook, but I haven't listened to it in a while. I haven't been on a walk to listen to. I'm the same as you. I don't cry in books no matter how sad they are. <laughs> I get, like, I feel sad, but I don't cry. I prefer mm. books that make me laugh. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But that was all of my questions for the moment. Shall Ooh, we go okay. on to your quiz, which is apparently going to be hard? Oh yeah, I'm very excited about it. Okay, so are you ready? I am. Okay, so this this week it is me quizzing Tilly on terrible book descriptions and song lyrics, um, which is in fact my favourite thing to do. Okay, so I've got two song lyrics and three book descriptions. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the first one is a song lyric. If you can get the song and the musical, uh, if you can, I'll be very impressed though. Um, welcome to the wildest weather that you've ever heard of, where everyone is nicer, but it's never nice above. 
Welcome to the final fish you'll get from Disneyland. Fish and chips and chips. Yeah, fish and chips and chipwrecks. This is Newfoundland. I know that. I know that. For no one, I know no one can see the video, but I'm singing along with Krishna as she was saying that. Um, that is Welcome to the Rock, I believe, from Come From Away. Yeah, I was literally listening to this before we started recording. This is my favourite oh. song from Come From Away. Yeah, I think it's one of mine as well. I haven't even seen it, but it's my favourite song. I haven't, and I'm really, really, really desperate to see it. It's such a good soundtrack. And Welcome to the Rock is such a fantastic it song. It's so kind of powerful, I think. And I think it's got such a lovely plot to it as well. I really, I really, really want to see it. Especially because it's based on the true story. Yeah, like as soon as I listened to the entire soundtrack, I thought I was Googling it. Yes, to look it up. yes, I love that. I mean, so much of my history knowledge or quite a lot of my history knowledge comes from musicals nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know. Yeah, I did the exact same thing after I started listening to Come From Away. To anyone who doesn't know anything about Come From Away, it's um, a musical about this place called Newfoundland, Newfoundland um, in Canada, where planes were rerouted away from American airspace following the 9-11 attacks. Um, and they had to all land like, there was something like the population of this small town where there's this just disused military airport it like tripled overnight and they just took in all of these people from all around the world and they fed them looked after them took care of them and there are some really really lovely stories um that are actually then represented in the musical that are actually true life stories like people who bonded and made friends and formed relationships just because of this occurrence where they all have to be welcomed into this one place and it's just yeah. so lovely. I love it. I just want to. I want to see it so badly. Sorry, we've gone very off track for the first question, but I, it's okay. I love comfortable way. Me too. Okay, second one is a terrible book description. Uh, baby is claimed by the wrong person from an orphanage. I've not read it, but I'm going to guess from that description that it's the foundling. I'm impressed that you got that. Yeah, that was my favorite book of. That's my favorite book that I've read this year. I think we were talking about that last week. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah. I, I just know, I think I've actually got it on my bookshelf at home. Um, it was one of the books, you know, when you go into Tesco's and they have like their book deals and they're yeah. really cheap. You can't resist it. It was one of those that I bought then. Um, I got it from that as well. That's when I bought it because it was like three to seven, two for seven pounds, something like that. Yeah. And they're okay. so pretty. It's such a pretty cover. Yeah. I, I really want yeah. to. So I bought um, The Familiars immediately after reading this. Um, which wasn't as good as it, but it was still pretty good. And I want to read Mrs. England when it comes out. The second one is song lyrics, and it's very easy. Like, very, very easy. Um, okay. You have to get the song, which might be the difficult part. Um, I don't have a dollar to my name, an acre of London trip to command a dollar for fame. All I have my honor and a tolerance of pain, a couple of college credits and my top notch brain. Insane, your family brings out a different side of me. I need to stop. I know the rest of the words. Right. Insane, your family brings out a different side of me. Peggy can find in me. Angelica tried to take a bite of me. <laughs> no, it's not that love for you is never in doubt. We'll get it. We'll kiss in Harlem and we'll play a great Oh my god, we could both we could go forever. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, that is oh god. Well, oh, it's hard because it's all just oh, it's Hamilton, obviously. <laughs> um, but it all blends into one because it's all just sung to, isn't it? Um, insane. The family we got. <laughs> Is it a winter's ball? 
slash helpless. Damn it. I'll allow it. Yeah, it's helpless. Is it helpless? Oh. Yeah. Damn it. So close. Oh my god. This I is was... like my this like entire verse about him being like I don't have anything to my name, but I will love you forever. The irony is real. Um. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know the story, listen to the soundtrack and it all makes sense. Um, but that entire rap is my favourite part of that of the entire um, the entire soundtrack. Oh, interesting. I don't like that song that much. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I don't know why, but I don't particularly like any bits in the musical that have got the girls in it. <laughs> like <laughs> Angelica, Peggy and Eliza. I don't know why. I just don't. I went through a phase of really liking Satisfied because Renee Elise Goldberry rapping at the speed that she does is just insane. Like the one, um, this was number one. I'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich. My father has no son, so I'm the one who has to do the Oh my god, we could rap the whole of Hamilton right now, couldn't we? God, this yes, is terrible. I love that bit, but other than that, I don't really love the bits where the girls are. I forced my boyfriend to watch Hamilton. Um, on like Netflix party but Disney Plus version a couple months ago and I felt sorry for the boy because I was just basically <laughs> singing along the entire time um, I, I just it's that rap at the beginning oh god is it in is it in my shot or in the first song I don't know the one that's like I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College probably shouldn't break a day I got amazed and astonished Problem is I got a lot of bricks but no polish. You got a holler just to be her every word I drop polish. I was I just rapped that the other day and my boyfriend was like, You good? <laughs> um, a winter's ball slash helpless and um Oh, um Dear Theodosa. Oh my gosh, yes. That was my favourite that was my first song that was my favourite, if that makes any sense. My favourites fluctuate so much. You know what the worst part is, though? My other favourite song is It's Quiet Uptown. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, woman is arrested for kidnapping a child that she wasn't ar- actually kidnapping. You have read this, I checked. Woman is arrested for kidnapping a child. It was on your bookstagram, I checked. Woman is arrested for kidnapping a child she hasn't actually kidnapped. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yep. I mean, the donor? No. No, that's the only one I could think of, but I was like, no, she did kidnap her then. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, I actually don't think I'm going to get this. Do you give up? Like, no, no. Can I, look through my, can I look through my feed? I'll do it quickly. Oh! Such a fun age. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I haven't read it, but I'm going to read it. I had to double check that I got the, de- the the explanation right. Yeah, that's. Cu- I don't think she actually got arrested, but she got questioned by the police. The quiz has beaten me. Next one is last the last one. one. Um, two people swap lives for two months. The switch. Yes. Yeah. You got four out of five. I didn't think you'd get the one from Come From Away. I have to be honest. I feel like the musical one's so hard because we actually we don't know what musicals each other listen to because like we talk mostly about Hamilton. to the last bit of the podcast and this week I am stating my opinion that I prefer a plot driven book to a character driven book oh that's a good one prefer a book that's about something happening in the plot rather than just following one person I think I agree with you 
Yeah. I feel like character driven and plot driven kind of go together, but if it's a book that's solely based on just following a character around, I'd prefer a book which has got plot but with character development, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. So it's plot driven, but there's still like, it's not like the character doesn't change at all throughout the book. Yeah, um, I see. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like when I think of like a character-driven book, I think of something like Queenie, which I know we've. I think we've kind of. We did not. I think like we slagged it. I think we slagged it off in every episode so far. But that I that I see as like a, a character-driven book. Yeah. Um. Whereas a plot-driven book, I'm trying to think of a really like a good example. Um, um the Foundling. You haven't read that, but that's quite plot-driven. Yeah. Although, I don't know if you've read... I might not be right in saying this, this is just my opinion, but I don't know if you've read The Hate You Give or if you've seen the film, if you know the plot of that. I feel like that's quite plot-driven. Like, there was an event that happened and it's that event that then, like, pushes you through the book. And that's, like, the character's, like, woven into it, but it's not just, like, this is what this character does and then that's why that and that and that and that. Yeah. Because I really like, um, like, thrillers and mysteries. And I feel like they're more often than not very plot-driven rather than character-driven. Yeah. So I've kind of deduced from that that I prefer (laughs) plot-driven. I agree with you. I think I also prefer plot-driven books. Okay, go us. We are on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining us for this week's episode of On the Same Page. Um, We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week. I'm Krishna at completelynovel underscore. And I'm Matilda at Tales and Cups of Tea. Make sure you follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter. We'll put all of the the details in the description. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Join us next week for another great episode. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.